0: Welcome or welcome back to Solidarity on the Bench, a podcast for twenty somethings by a twenty something. I'm your host Katie U, and on this podcast we talk about everything and anything with a focus on mental health and personal well being. New episodes every Tuesday at 11 a.m. PST. All right, I am joined today with Megan, aka Miles with Megan. Um, I will leave everything down below if you want to go check her out. But Megan, I'm so excited. I was thinking about how I can intro you, so I was like, okay, you're a mother. You're a college student. You're an ultra marathon racer as opposed, like starting in 2023, you started running, which is incredible. Now you're like ultra marathoning and you're just a very cool human being and now a podcaster as well. So Megan, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast.
1: I'm super excited to be here.
0: So excited. So I want to start everything with you just kind of chatting about who you are and what you do in the online space for anyone who may not know who you are.
1: Yeah, sure. So like Katie already said, my name is Megan. I started my like health and wellness Instagram account, I think back in 2021, my daughter had just turned one. And I was kind of like enough postpartum that I was like, I need to kind of get moving again and find myself and like take care of myself because that first year of like, taking care of a child, it's just all encompassing, you don't really do anything else. So I started my little I think it was healthy by Megan. First. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it was at first. Um, and I just would go on like walks a few times a week and was trying to drink more water. I thought putting like lemon in my water was the epitome of like health and wellness influencing. I hear um, that. And after about like six months, I started running. I had never really been a runner. I did like a season of cross-country, but I quit because I hated running, which is valid. <laughs> um, and so I I got back into running and yeah, at some point that just kind of took off. It's hard to pinpoint like when I went from running a mile every day to running lots of miles, lots of days. Um, but it just gave me like an outlet. It gave me something to do for myself. And it was a very easy way to set goals. And then I ended up meeting tons of friends. Um, that's how I met my boyfriend. And it kind of just took over my life, but in a really good way. Um, I, I work with runners too. I work at a physical therapy office working with runners. Um, and so pretty much all day, every day runnings, runnings on know. the brain, um, which is why I switched from healthy by Megan to miles with Megan. Cause I was like, at this point, it's it's just running. I, I like oh. to eat good food.
0: The second question I want to ask before we get into the discipline, the mindset and the exercise mm-hmm. is in the, you know, the name of solidarity on the bench. I want to prove to everyone that like, it's not weak to ask for help. Everyone around you is doing it. I had to do it very recently. And so I asked you, you know, when was the last time you asked for help?
1: Um, well, honestly, with parenting, it's daily, it feels like, even with little things. Um, but my boyfriend and I did have the conversation last night. You know, we're trying to adjust. Like, I have a daughter, and he has two kids. And we're trying to learn how to navigate. Like, it's very complicated. And so, you know, stuff like dishes and stuff like that is, mm-hmm. like, nitpicky. It doesn't really matter. But the, the one thing... I did ask for in terms of for help is like, I just need help learning how to manage all these emotions when they come up. Like, I don't want to feel like I have to go hide and mm-hmm. you know deal with them myself and then talk like I want help finding better just like responses to mm-hmm. all of these complicated situations, whether that means like I go to therapy or we go or like I start journaling more often. I pretty much just admitted like, I, you know, I'm having a hard time managing this adjustment and I need help whether it's I need space or I need to talk. So we're just winging it, but yeah, asking for help is hard, but- I think that's huge. I get by without it. (laughs) That
0: is huge. And that's something that I was also kind of dealing with now that you bring it up, right before I left for Cali, I was like, um, with my friends and the people that I'm really close with in California, they don't know me very well, right? Like I just moved. And so I'm really, really worried about being perceived as a human being with needs.
1: (gasps) which is like
0: so stupid like it's actually like of course everyone has needs of course you're going to need help sometimes but I was like you know the the less space I take up maybe the more they'll want to hang out with me like I'm if I'm not the bubbly you don't want to be too much person right like if I'm not the person that you think you're friends with or like in a relationship with like I am so worried to show Mm -hmm. up and to be rejected and be like I need help and then you'd be like oh but like you're not and yeah it has never happened let's be so yeah, clear right Like, just, it has never happened time. and when your friends come to you asking for help the first thing you think is not you know oh my god they're a human with needs I'm now going to drop them for my life like, yeah, exactly. like how can I help you um so that is something that I was dealing with as well just answering my own question of asking for help so I really really yeah. relate to that of being like you know, I don't have a solution. I don't know what I need right now, but I want to tell you that I'm not doing okay. Like I want to tell you that I'm struggling and I want to have you in my life and I don't want to feel like I need to hide this part of me. Yeah. exactly. Like, whether that means like you actually physically help me or you like emotionally support me mm-hmm. or you just like allow me to be who I am, whatever that means. Like yeah. I just want to feel like I can show up hundred percent in this relationship.
1: And I'm sure you can relate to this having just moved. Cause we, we have been dating for about eight months and like time kept going by. I'm like, this is great. Like I've been so mentally great this whole time, but at some point you're going to have a rough spot. And it's the same thing with when you move somewhere new, like when you finally start struggling, you're like, oh, they've never seen me like this. Mm-hmm. What do mm-hmm. I do now? Like, this is the first time I've been super depressed in this situation or super down. And they've only known me as like you know Katie from the day the lands in London or
0: like
1: mm-hmm. one of the relationship and so having to come to terms with like all right well I'm struggling and now they've seen it so mm-hmm. do do?
0: <laughs> well something that I was sent recently it was a quote from Simon Sinek I'm gonna try to find it because I do not want to butcher it because I got sent it and I was like oh my god this is exactly <laughs> what I need um it says asking for help is an act of service don't deny the people around you the honor of being there to support you
1: I love that
0: like wow
1: that's that so true
0: so as a chronic people pleaser and as someone who never wants to take up space ask for help I remind myself and if this is you know the, the one thing that is actually going to have me ask for help maybe in the future it hopefully won't be in about another person but like right now it is it's like I am giving people the opportunity to be there for me in my life. And like, that is an act of vulnerability. And like, they are going to be really excited to be able to help me. They're going to be really excited to like, see a different part of me. Like, I am doing them a favor. And like, it's kind of convoluted girl math in my mind. Like me asking Um, for help equals (laughs) other people, you know, it's good for other people, but like, that's what's working for me right now. So yeah,
1: no, I really like that.
0: Going to the topic of today's podcast episode, I'm super excited to talk about discipline, mindset, consistency, all of that around yeah. exercise and running especially because you have marathon trained, you've like ultra marathon trained and the discipline and consistency that it takes for you to go do that is absolutely incredible and I love how you like post about it too because I I see it as a wannabe runner. I mean- okay I know you say like you are a runner if you if you go out and you run yeah so okay as as just a baby like, I, I novice, view myself as a wannabe runner so and I'm like okay as a baby novice runner I am so inspired by your journey of like just training for marathons
1: thank you yeah no I the episode for my podcast I just recorded talks a lot about it but just saying how like me from 10 years ago would look at my year and be like oh my god like what how did you do that? But like mm-hmm. me from October is like, man, this kind of sucks. Like I didn't, I didn't run as far as I wanted to. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's no such thing as running only thirty-four miles. Like that's insane. Like that is insanity. And so the that fact that my brain insane. is like, you didn't do it. I'm like, huh? Yeah, we did actually. We we ran really far. That's all that matters. Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's been like a whirlwind of a year. Some races went really well some i two the last two i dropped out of but it's all like perspective like you said when you're around other people that like i know someone i follow someone on instagram i love his account it's at am glaze he's mm-hmm. run a 100 miles a week every week for almost a 100 weeks I think I think know like, exactly a day. yeah 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 Can yeah you imagine like no i, mean, I know <laughs> nope 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 but i think it's just all perspective right if you hang out with all people like that then you're like well i'm not consistent enough and i'm not disciplined enough this guy's going running at four and then also running at 4 p.m. and running every day and I'm barely running like 10 miles a week but you might hang out with people who are like you run a mile no exactly (laughs) exactly so you kind of
0: touched on discipline I want to know what your definition of discipline is and how that
1: differs from motivation so for me if you feel motivated to do something that's like the fleeting moment of like wow that person ran a half marathon that'd be cool And then discipline is what comes next, kind of the plan that you make for yourself. So some days, you know, like I mentioned today, it's pouring rain here, but for you, it looks like it's nice and sunny. For me, it's easy to feel motivated to run when it's sunny. I have no plans, Um, but discipline's about making it happen even on days when it's pouring rain or you have work or, you know, the kid's up later than you want. Um, So it's like this, this balance of like, you want motivation, that's the ideal way to run. But some days you're running just on discipline. Mm -hmm. Um, And I try not to be like crazy hard on myself, either. But that's more with like, how do you define consistency? I was gonna say, I think, um,
0: something that I've noticed, and we were kind of talking about consistency earlier is that social media and like the wellness side of influencing defines consistency as doing something every single day it's like if you don't do it every single day for a set number of days like project 50 75 hard you're Mm -hmm. failing but I think we really we don't remember that like consistency is doing something a set number of times in a day in a week whatever it is and continuing to do it without fail
1: yeah and it's intense because like I said you'll see people that do crazy consistency things and less crazy than him too like there's someone that runs three miles every day and she's done it for five years and I'm like why can't I do that? Like, am I not consistent enough? Do I not have enough discipline? But I think it's just looking at your life and being like, okay, I have all these things going on. How much time can I make for this, this year? Since we were talking about Strava earlier, Strava Mm -hmm. actually has a feature where you can set like a a goal per week, but have it be the number of activities rather than the distance. Mm. Instead of being like, I want to run 20 miles a week or 30 miles a week. You can just say, Hey, I want to run four times a week doesn't matter how far it is. And so I like that mindset a lot better because it's just more attainable. It's a little easy. <laughs> yeah, I 100% think
0: that the goals of like how much you show up and not necessarily and the amount of effort you put in and not what you do is so much more beneficial and useful. Like when I did Project 50, that was crazy consistency because it was like you have to show up every single day, but it was like okay, it's not telling me that I need to go lift for an hour. It's not telling me that I need to do a five-mile run every single day. It's telling me that I just need to show up for 45 minutes in whatever, you know, method that that is good for me. And for me, like, I took on yoga. I took on walking. I took on strength training and running. But, like, it was, like, whatever is good for my body that day. And Mm -hmm. I loved how it was just show up. Okay, speaking about your trail journey – for people who are interested in taking steps towards running, myself included, especially trail running, what's yeah. one piece of advice you would give them?
1: Um, I had this thought when you were talking earlier about how just like the constant idea of, well, how far can I go? Like if I can do a 5k, can I do a 10k? That is pretty much like how you get sucked into running <laughs> ultras specifically. But if I had an advice for trail running, I mean, this is my advice for all running, but it's, it's just go out there and do it. Like I, I went for my first trail run in shoes. that had no business being on the trail mm-hmm. and I walked, I still walk up every single hill. I encounter like, mm, that's a hill. I'm, I'm power hiking, It's mm-hmm. Walking. Mm-hmm. but just like have the patience with yourself to like walk or take snack breaks. I have a friend that just got into running and she didn't even know if she could go a mile. So I said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to meet at the greenway. We're going to run until you want to walk and then we'll walk. And then when you feel like running, then we'll run. And then we'll walk. And her mile time ended up being 1130. I'm like, Madison, see? That's like, really good. You're doing fantastic. Like you just yeah. need to get outside of the box. And so she was saying she wants to train for a 5K in March. I'm like, if you can already do that, like think bigger, you know, don't don't limit yourself, but just start, just show up for a run, like, bring whatever little incentive you need. For me, it's Sour Patch Kids and the mm. guided run from Nike Run Club app. And mm-hmm. I'm set. But like find something that makes it fun and just show up and try not to stress about like the numbers and the distance and all the, the gadgets.
0: I love that. And I think I needed to hear that too, because I coming from, you know, Hong Kong, I moved here for here as in California, I moved here for high school. Everyone's talking about a mile time. Everyone's talking about needing to run a mile in less than 10 minutes. And I don't think I've ever, ever run a mile in less than 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, And that like the numbers and the expectations of what a run looks like has freaked me out and has kind of like deterred me from showing up at all. And so I was really saying like, this is the year where I'm like going to start trying things and like letting myself fail and also fail publicly, but also being like, hey, I'm trying something that I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to be
1: a runner. Yeah, that's so exciting. I love that because I think I think a lot of people will look at you know, like I grew up, my dad has always run marathons, not always, but probably since I was eight or nine, like he's run a marathon every year. And I would look and be like, wow, that's so cool. Like, I wish I could do that. And I feel like we've all seen something that kind of gets us thinking like that. Like, oh, I wish I could do a half or I wish I could do a marathon. But one day it just clicks. Like I can, I literally Mm can. I just need to run. Like I don't need to have this crazy plan or, you know, a shoe rotation or all these other things. I think it's about like, finding one thing to focus on that makes you realize I can do it and then kind of tuning everything else out because it just turns into a comparison game like you said everyone's like well what's your mile time and how fast are you going to run it and like you know the longer I run the slower I get so people are like mm-hmm. well what's your half marathon time is it is it sub two hours I'm like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm there to have fun I dress up when I run I put on skirts and jewelry like mm-hmm. it's just about finding the right like motivation for it too. And it truly is like whatever gets you out of the house
0: to go for a run is what you should do. For me, like my new hokas, I'm really excited about them. Exactly. I woke up this morning. I was like, oh my God, my whole body hurts, but I'm going to go run because I want to try out my new hokas. And I ran 1.75 miles um, and they were the most painful 1.75 miles of my (laughs) life. I think it was like averaging about 12 minutes a mile. Um. You know, it was, it was really tough out there, but I was proud of myself. I was like, Hey, you showed up, you laced your shoes up and that's all that matters. It yeah, doesn't matter how are. far, it doesn't matter
1: how fast
0: you're so you practicing. I'm probably
1: going to do after we record this. Cause I also ran six miles yesterday and my whole body also hurts today. And I'm like, but I just want to like get a little run in like mm-hmm. just baby one. So I will probably head down to the treadmill and mm-hmm. do the same thing. But that's like the fun thing about running is if you have a really good run, you're like, that was awesome. I want to do that again. But if you have a really terrible run, you're like, oh, that was really bad. Like, I need to run again so I can yes. it. Like, yes. it, it works both ways, which is crazy.
0: I get it now. I used to – sorry about this. Like, I used to hate on runners being like, I don't get it. Like, I, I just oh, – I simply 100%. don't get it. And it's just like, you know, the girls who get it get it. And now I think I get it. I hit that runner's high at about 3.5 miles, and I literally was on my run, and I laughed at myself, and I was like, I have been stopping myself at, you know, 3.1 um, out of 5K – And I hit my runner's high at 3.5. So what does that say about me? Like I, it was me, it was my mindset and my running beliefs that like was making it running so hard for me.
1: And also I think everyone's meant to do different things because you'll definitely like, like once you, like once someone becomes a runner, you can still meet people that have a terrible mindset, but yet are doing the same thing. Um, you know, like at a one hundred mile race, for example, which is insane, also that people mm-hmm. can run that far, cannot fathom that. but I've been to several one hundred mile races, and you have some people that are very positive, and you know you'll hear the model like one foot in front of the other, I'm gonna keep going, and then other people spend the whole race like, well, what's my mile time for that last mile? You mm-hmm. can't do that for miles you like you just can't do that, and so i I think it's important to like maintain a healthy mindset even once you start running because you'll meet people all over the spectrum and like for me I realized that I feel warmed up and ready to go after three miles so maybe I shouldn't be trying to sprint and run fast like I was trying to Mm -hmm. because I'm not good at it I think everyone can run but everyone's meant to run different things and if I just try and sprint around a track I just I can't do it I need 30 minutes to kind of feel warmed up that's when I was like oh maybe I should run longer distances Mm -hmm. maybe I'd actually be good at running longer distances
0: speaking about kind of discipline, consistency, I want to talk a little bit about rest, especially knowing because I've followed your stories very closely about like, you know, after you've had a lot of injuries with your running um, and after you kind of did that really big race, you had to take a lot more rest than you had anticipated. Talk me through how that felt, what that means to you.
1: Yeah. So I am someone, you heard me just say as a joke, like what's rest? Like that's kind of the joke. Mm-hmm. Most of my friends is Megan doesn't know how to chill. Like I, I launched my whole podcast during finals week because I had so much less homework rather than study and work on my finals. I was like, I should fill this time with something. I just don't, I don't like to rest, which I think is how I'm able to balance everything. If I'm resting, I'm like, well, what should I be doing? Like if I'm mm-hmm. resting, I should, I should vacuum. I should cook something. I should, i I'm not a person who likes rest, but your body needs rest, whether your mind wants it or not. Like your body just cannot go, go, go all the time. You can build up endurance, um, but you can't just have it overnight. And so after my first 50 K, you know, I had trained for it. I had worked with a coach the whole time. And so I felt like very physically prepared. And the week after I hurt in the weirdest places that I would never would have imagined. Like my, my legs were fine, but the rest of my body was not okay. I have this thing that happens after like long distance races where my throat will swell up and I can't even eat afterwards. Like it hurts to swallow and eat food. And I, I didn't really know that that was a thing. My coach was like, yeah, that makes sense. Like you're heavy breathing for nine hours. I'm like, yeah, I guess. But like, I just want Taco Bell and now I can't even eat Taco Bell. So I think it's knowing that like, no matter how well you train, like you're going to need rest. It, it's just how it goes. And so with this past race, I, Ended up dropping out of the race at a 50k, and I was like, okay, I've done two of those this year. I should need about a week off, and then I'll start running again. I was actually I was signed up for a half marathon two weeks after this 50k. I was oh like, it'll God. be fine. Like I'll just rest for a week, run a few times, and then do a half marathon. My coach like, just like, my God, please, like please don't do that. I'm like, yeah, no, it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. So I rest for I didn't even make it a week. I, I lied. I said I, I waited a week. I waited four days. The race was on Saturday, and then on Thursday, I was like, let's go running. <laughs> my boyfriend's like, okay two miles, the most painful two miles of my life because my body Mm. wasn't ready. And so the two miles didn't go good. And I was like, well, I'll run again tomorrow and maybe that'll be better. So I ran four miles the next day, doubled the run. I don't know why, again, dumb idea. And I was like, that four miles really hurt. Let me do it again the next day. And then that's when I was like, okay, this is not working. Like I can't just run through this. I tried to run three days in a row. Clearly I need more rest. And so that's I was good for like a week with that like okay I need rest I ran a race like December Mm -hmm. will be my month of rest that's what I told myself but as you mentioned I started a run streak in December so clearly there's some dissonance there but I think it's just really hard to accept that like your body has limits because you tell yourself the whole training cycle like I have no limits I can do whatever I want and then the race is done and that's when you have to be like okay just kidding I've met my limit and now I need to rest. Like you can't live in that peak performance forever. And a huge thing with training for like a half marathon or a marathon is you kind of build, you peak, and then you taper a little bit before the race and then you race and then you rest and you can't live in that peak fitness forever. Like I've run, you know, like a PR, for example, like my 5k PR, I'm blanking on it right now, but like, I can't just go run that any day of the year. Mm-hmm. Anyway can't be able to run that every day of the year it's just not sustainable you'd be burnt out and depressed and so it's been a long month of trying to just accept that like you know I kind of ran my body into the ground this year that's okay like I did lots of cool new things I did a triathlon too which was like really unexpected and completely
0: yeah that's crazy. Uh, what wait, remind me what a triathlon is. I know it's the swim
1: run bike, but like how long for each? So they're all different distances. I did a really short one mainly because okay. I, I call it a dinosaur bike. It's like a mountain bike, and I used it on a road race. But okay. it was like a 500 meter swim, I think a seven mile bike ride, and a two mile run okay 500 meter swim is a lot of swimming let's not like that is a lot so, that's a very long distance I should have mentioned this at the beginning I grew up a competitive swimmer I was never a runner okay. so can swim for like an hour plus no problem and I can run for hours but cycling I would die in soul cycle when I'm on the peloton and they're like get out of the sea I'm like no absolutely that's we're so turning funny. down the resistance this is this is lame so the, the swim and the run part, I was like, I okay. got this. This is the bike. I was like, oh my gosh, I have to ride seven miles on the road. But yeah, oh. obviously that's hard on my body too. And so now at the end of the year, I'm like, okay, I think rather than being like, I failed my last two races, I need to just accept that there were lots of good things and lots of bad things. 100% the for me has meant lots of walking, going to lots of physical therapy. I work with my physical therapist. So it's very easy to like check in and see how things are doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah this is the first time I'm not signed up for a race that's within the next two months and I'm just like Ugh. um one of the community questions is how do you find the right
0: exercises for you and how long does that usually take and you kind of mentioned you know you don't like biking talk me I'm through trying to learn to like biking maybe yeah. okay maybe you'd like Soul Cycle. like don't it's worry. a little bit rogue but it's like loud
1: music blasting you're right. Yeah, no, I feel like I'd like it. I looked into it, and the nearest place here is an hour away. So I was super bummed. I was like, I'll have to do it on vacation. Yes. But in terms of like finding the right type of exercise, I was a kid in high school that did something for a year and then did something different the next year. And then something different the next year. Like I never could find anything that would stick. And so then I was like, well, I'm not legit. Like I'm not a real swimmer because I didn't swim all four years in high school. I'm not a real runner because I didn't run all four years in high school. And I can't weightlift. I don't know what I'm doing. But the older but like, you get, what you're is like, a real athlete? Yeah, anyway. No, the older you get, you're like, no one cares. Like I can go into the gym and do whatever I want and no one's gonna think more than two seconds about it. Like everyone feels that way starting mm-hmm. anything new. And so with the triathlon, for example, that's something I've always said. Like, you know, I grew up a competitive swimmer and now I run, ah, uh, but I can't bike. And that's been like the mm-hmm. end of the conversation. I was like, I can't bike. And to be fair, you know, biking, I think is a little more scary than running. Like you're biking on the road with cars and where I live, there's not really like, there's no bike lanes. It's Mm -hmm. scary. Yeah. An injured bike is like a thousand dollars, which I do not have. Like you hear the joke that running is not expensive and we're all like, yeah, it is. But cycling is like actually just indisputably expensive. Right. And so that's kind of been the conversation in my head. I like to swim. I like to run, but biking. And I've just ended it there. And then in July... Of this year I ran 173 miles throughout the month of July, which wow me. We got to August and I was like, I don't want to run anymore. My coach is like, Your biggest races of the year are coming up. What do you mean you don't want to run anymore? Mm-hmm.
0: But, you mm-hmm. know, that's
1: when I kind of learned, you know, I'm never doing that again. I don't want to run that much again. But I needed a break, so I just took a complete week off. Um, and I do this once every few months. I tell my coach it's going rogue. And normally when I go rogue, I'll like ignore his training plan and just on a whim, like run a marathon with a friend or like drive to a mountain that I was not supposed to that's like way steeper so that going rogue was I didn't I didn't do any of the training he gave me for like a week and I was at work and talking to a patient who does triathlons and they're like you should totally do one there's one in two days like you should just sign up and do it I'm like you are unhinged and my PT is watching me from across the room like my PT who has treated my injuries and knows how I think and they're just looking at me like this I'm like I mean, it's insane. Right. Like mm-hmm. I, I can't do that. I don't have a bike. She's like, yeah, you do. There's one in your garage. I'm like, okay, it's a mountain bike. Like it's my dad's mountain bike. I can't use that. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, why not? I'm like, well, cause she's like, yeah, yeah, you can. Like she just kind of kept arguing with me, but in a productive way. Cause it made me see that like this thing I've always wanted to do kind of like you with running. Like I've mm-hmm. always wanted to do a triathlon, but I'm constantly like, I can't, I can't, I can't. So I signed up with two days notice and I threw some stuff together I didn't have like a tri suit you know I was pulling on my hokas over my wet socks like it was just there were a lot of things that went very wrong my transition time was longer than my swim time total like I just did not know what I was doing but it was awesome and I had a great time and it was that's how you learn pretty much and so I think it's just when you're exploring with different forms of exercise just give yourself permission to be an idiot or to look dumb or not know what you're doing like no one shows up to an Ironman, like the super, super long triathlons with everything figured out. Mm -hmm. Just like no one shows up to a marathon, like knowing all of it of their first try. Like you all have your first marathon, your first 5k Mm -hmm. and they're all just different than the others. That's okay. Yeah.
0: I I love that. And definitely like, just take the pressure off of yourself. If me running can show you anything is like, Don't be afraid to laugh at yourself. Don't be afraid to be seen trying. Don't be afraid to yeah. fail and fail in a big way too. Like, life is too short to gaslight yourself
1: out of doing the things you 100%. want to do. percent. And yeah, I think you said like even just like laughing at yourself too and being like, I cannot believe I messed up in that big way. I don't know if I said this on my podcast episode, but like the most recent race that I just ran, I mm-hmm. said no TMI on this podcast, right? I had to pee so bad, I went to the side of the trail and peed and got it on my shoe. And in those moments, you have to just like laugh at yourself and be like, why am I doing this? Like, honestly, that's not even as as TMI as I thought it was going to be. And you hear more like that the more you run. But I like, that's kind of what running has done for me is you just learn to take things less seriously. Like, you'll hear all sorts of stories of people that do half marathons and marathons of like just embarrassing bathroom things or Mm -hmm. something not sitting right with your stomach or like you want to go for a run and realize all your clothes are dirty. So you wear something that looks ridiculous. Like it's just like no one cares. You could sit on the sidelines of a half marathon and watch everyone running and you'll see people of all heights, of all shapes and weights, and all different clothes with all different shoes. And you could sit there and try and be like, That person has good shoes, that person doesn't. That person has a fancy watch, that but they all finish. Mm -hmm. Like for the most part, like they're all gonna finish and run the race. So it doesn't you don't have to take it so seriously.
0: I don't know. Sometimes we judge ourselves out of doing the things that we want to do that's me with running I'm like I don't have the right shoes I don't have the right equipment but I'm like no 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 like it doesn't matter if I run a mile it doesn't matter if I run six I'm still very like I can't believe I ran six miles yesterday that's
1: crazy that's so awesome
0: um it just like it's it's about showing up it's about doing the things and I think honestly in terms of like an actionable step give yourself a month of doing something consistently like maybe three four times a week mm-hmm. um or whatever that means to you. If you're starting from scratch, maybe not that much, but that's how I got into weightlifting was like, I decided that I wanted to try and I went and I looked really stupid for like a year and I didn't know what I was doing. My form was awful, but I was also like posting videos about it too. And no one was correcting me. So that that. really like, no one cares. No one cares how you show up. No one cares when you show up. You're never too late. All the
1: people that do care are probably wrong. Because the first time I went to a gym as a runner, I'm like, what are all these people doing in their converse? They're stupid. <laughs> so you would never run in those, right? So I'm yeah. trying to get them from like a running mindset. But, but now you now, get it. You get I it. I don't weightlift a lot. But I know enough about it to be like, oh, it's because they're flat. Like, that's yes. why people are barefoot or in converse. Like, you don't want to. If you wore a hoka, like, can you imagine wearing that big hoka? Or oh, y- weightlifting? you would like. You terrible would... So anyone that is judging you is probably like, yes, yeah, you know, if you get it, you get it. And so the people that get it are going to get you and they're not going to judge you for what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And also that,
0: um, the quote that I'm completely going to butcher right now is like, the people doing better than you would never make fun of you because yes. they're once, you know, yeah, in shoes. and it's like, I feel the same way. Like, I think that I'm probably like an intermediate you know, weightlifter, right? I don't like to do the competitive lifts, but I know enough to know what a good form is. I'm never going to go into a gym and be like, oh, that person looks stupid. Right? Like, yeah. You can definitely, okay, you see that that person is new and they're trying and like maybe you're going to give them some good tips. What I love about the gym community that is probably the same with the running community is people will just give you advice, not because they're trying to, you know, be mean and like belittle you, but because they're like, I know more. I see that you need help because you look like a beginner. Yeah would you mind if I told you how to fix your form? Or would you mind if I told you this and that? And they don't come from a place of like wanting to make you feel bad. Yeah. No, exactly. And I think there's this big um, misconception. I think that was the last question I wanted to end on was, well, it's misconceptions with discipline and exercise, but there is a big misconception that like the people who are like top peak performance of their field is gonna like make fun of you or judge you. And I think- for me, when I see someone who I like know is a beginner in the gym, I'm, and it's like the feeling I get is proud.
1: Yeah, like, you I like want to help them. I yeah. never, as a runner, if someone's like, I want to start running, but like my first mile is 15 minutes, and I actually walked almost all of it, and I did it in Crocs. I would never be like, oh my gosh, like don't even tell me that. That's so stupid. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, that's awesome that you're trying. Like that is so great. Like it's all up from here. You're doing awesome. Um. I think people need to remember that like, like like you said, like the elites or people that are really, really good aren't going to judge you. They're going to want to help you and encourage you. And we've all been there. Like we were all beginners at some point, even, you know, the great Olympians, they didn't just pop out of the womb running a 450 mile. Like it takes training and hard work. And once people see that, they want to help other people do the same thing.
0: There, I feel like is a very big barrier, mental barrier to starting any exercise of like, I don't know, you know. What 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 do I was telling about? Like I don't know what an interval run is. I don't know what like
1: yeah marathon
0: pace runs. Like Have I don't
1: or any of the I don't yeah. understand
0: what a recovery run is. Like I don't understand what a zone two means. Um, so there's I still this big, don't know what that means, <laughs> right? But there's this big mental barrier that you can like use to kind of keep yourself from trying something new. Where you're like, I don't really know what RDL means when I'm lifting, so I'm just mm-hmm. not going to. Like I don't care enough to learn either, so I'm just not going to. And like, if that's what you want to do, that's totally fine. But that's how I gaslit myself out of running for 23 years. So now I'm going to try to gaslight myself into running by realizing that (laughs) that, like, it's like, you don't need to know everything. No one expects you to know everything. And you're going to kind of learn as you go right now. What I'm trying to do is just build up the habit of exercise, of like running and exercising and like wanting to run. And so obviously right now, Talking about discipline and motivation, I'm motivated to run. I just got new shoes. Like, yeah, it's sunny, sunny in
1: California. It's, yeah, right, it's gorgeous. I have trails,
0: but I know that when I go back to London, it's not going to be like that. And that's where discipline is going to kick in. Of being like, okay, you said that you're going to be a runner, and it's not that you know you you don't have to do something you don't want to do because if you don't want to run period and you just have wanted to have like a two-week stint of running totally fine as well yeah like this is something that you've always wanted to do so let's not let external factors like the weather and like Mm -hmm. being in a city and like not being familiar with these things like make you not do and not try well Megan thank you so much for being on the podcast for coming on sharing your expertise of course thanks so much for having me it's been so fun it's been so lovely and so inspired. I mean, I just went for a run. So like, I'm going to stop myself, but like so inspired to go out and like, Ooh, yeah, run don't really even have to more. This, but maybe no, <laughs> no, I'm going to go do yoga or something like really active recovery and rest. But you have inspired me for a very long time. And so honestly, I'm very excited Thank that you, you had reached out. And now that we're we're here and we did that. So I know it's so fun. I want to give you 30 seconds to plug whatever you want to plug, whether that be mm-hmm. your Instagram podcast, any other thing the time is yours.
1: Thank you. All right. So yeah, if any of you guys want to see more of my running journey, you can follow me at miles.with.megan on Instagram. Um, I do start training for my next 50k in January. So right now it's been a lot of like, I'm resting content, but I'll start again in January. And then my podcast is just another mile. It's available on Apple, Spotify, or anywhere else. So if you like what I had to say today, and we're like, I want another hour of that. Um, that's where you can find more. So yeah, thanks again for having me. It's been so fun.
0: Perfect. I will leave all of your links down below as well. So if you want to check Megan out, um, click on any of the links in the description. Thank you for listening to another episode of Solidarity on the Bench with KDU. If you enjoyed this podcast or want to submit a question for future guests, you can follow the podcast Instagram at SolidarityPod or follow the host at katie.eu. See you next Tuesday.